Erotic Awakening. More swinging. Welcome to Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn, a weekly view of all things erotic. From BDSM to erotic spirituality, from swinging as a lifestyle to simply fun kink, each week we bring you a diverse offering of erotic and alternative lifestyles in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. This podcast is intended for consenting adults over the age of 18. If you are offended by this type of content, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. How are you this fine evening? I'm doing pretty good. We just came from dinner, just had a nice dinner with Black Shepherd. Yes. So um, he's actually not from around here, but was around visiting friends and got up with us, and we just had an awesome dinner. Yep, one of our listeners from the podcast, and happened mm-hmm. to be somebody we follow on Twitter, and he was here, we were here, why not have dinner together? So it was great, great food, great conversation, So, and, and he's kind of a newbie, so we got to talk about a lot of beginning stuff and kind of... Well, not show him the ropes, but... <laughs> <laughs> was a lot of fun. Yes. On this week's episode, we'll be talking with uh, Mr. and Mrs. Swap Fu. We're having a second discussion about swinging. Mm-hmm. So I love their names. But uh, it seems like when we first started looking for... Gosh, we've been looking for over a year for somebody to talk about swinging. And it was hard, but once the doors opened... Now we got people willing to talk about it. Yep. Uh, two episodes ago, we had Eric come on and talk about his experience in swinging. And mm-hmm. Mr. and Mrs. Swap Fu have a podcast called uh, The Swap Fu Podcast. Yes. And they came on to tell us their perspective. So that would give us a nice, full, rounded view of swinging. Yes. I love to hear differing opinions. Plus, we'll also be speaking about the Leather Heart Foundation, mm-hmm. a community organization that you found out about not long ago. I did, just a couple of weeks ago, So, and um, called on them, read their website, loved what I read. Um, the person that told me is, I, I absolutely respect her, and it was great. And Sarah Sloan is going to come on and tell us about being queer. Nice. <laughs> but before we get into that stuff, Uh-oh. did you know just last weekend we were at a luau? We were. It was a lovely party, too. Wasn't in Hawaii, where no. you would expect the luau to be, or it wasn't in West Virginia, where our last luau was. This one was in Pateskala, Ohio. Right. So what, about 10, 15 miles from Columbus? Not bad at all if mm-hmm. you live in Columbus. Nice yes. quick trip for us. We uh, happened to go over there. We presented a class on master-slave contracts, and also we did a class on aftercare for all. So I had a great time with a lot of local people, so don't get a chance to spend too much time with, with in the local community. So that was great. Catch mm-hmm. up on stuff and meet new people. Absolutely. And we finished the night with our own slave Jem did a wonderful poi routine. She did. And it was right after dark. So she practiced for a little bit right before the sun went down and then did the routine, you know, right after, right after dark and a storm was rolling in. So there was all like lightning and stuff behind her. So Anyway, very awesome. I wish I could take credit for the lightning effect in the background. (laughs) I don't think you have that much power. No. Uh, Other than that, not a whole lot going on. Although, didn't you you just led a class not too long ago? I did. Just a um, couple of nights ago, Prisco uh, Purple Rose Society of Central Ohio asked me to lead the Subby Roundtable. So I did uh, rituals and protocols in an MS relationship. So, and that one seems to go over really well. So a lot of people like to talk and share stories, and it was a good time. 
one of the really interesting things about MS relationships is the protocols and the rituals. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that keeps the bond of the relationship healthy and strong, in my opinion. Absolutely. So, And some that were there didn't think, well, some that we've talked to before in different workshops, you know, didn't think that they had protocols and rituals in their relationship mm-hmm. until you define it and start giving examples. And it's like, oh, well, we do that. <laughs> so they just didn't have a word for it. Well, there you go. And what else did I want to tell you about? Hey, you remember that I mentioned just a little bit ago, we went to a luau in West Virginia not long ago. Mm-hmm. I happened to notice while we were there a bunch of photography on the walls. And I noticed that too, yeah. And uh, I was speaking with uh, Delisa, of the, uh, who was throwing the luau, and she was telling mm-hmm. me how she took the pictures. They have a little studio there. They do some uh, fetish photography. And, uh, and well, we're, I told her, we're always happy to help lifestyle people get the word out. If they're trying to do something for the community, in this case, do some fetish photography. Right. So we wanted to throw out a quick shout out to Delisa and McManus Studios in Buckhannon, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll put a link out on our show notes as well in case you're in that area and you want some fetish photography, some hot um, pics for fit life or <laughs> collar me or whatever and that little picture you're taking with your camera phone just isn't getting you laid there you go so. or uh, notice i should say <laughs> it was good stuff too I, I saw some of her examples and it was really good quality Erotic Awakening is in part supported by Adventures in Sexuality. On July 10th, AIS brings in Lokai and Grey Dancer together for an all-day rope intensive. The day begins at 10 a.m. with Bring the Rope, a two-hour interactive class sharing the basics. Then a lunch break brings you to Stepping It Up. And finally, capping off the afternoon with Putting It All Together, a hands-off interactive rope practice session. Topics covered will include arm binders, hog ties, body harnesses, bondage bag of tricks, breast bondage, speed bondage, predicament bondage, and building confidence. So find out more at adventuresandsexuality.org. So we're sitting here in a fancy European cafe, and it just so happens we had the good fortune of running into Kurt, one of the listeners of the podcast, and we're telling all these great stories, and I said, well, you know, we do have a question of the day. We do. So, Kurt, thanks for hopping on here and helping us out. Oh, my pleasure. So, the question of the day is, what do you get out of going to events? And, Kurt, you were just saying you've just been to your first couple of events not yep. too long ago. You started yep. with one of the grooves that yeah. Grey Dancer puts on. What are those like? Um, they are, um, I guess, kind of a free format to begin with. So, you come in, and whatever you want to learn... Um, you can you can request that people teach classes on it, or if you can teach something, you'll you'll post that as one of the things uh, that you can teach. And then they're kind of arranged on a wall, and you figure out where in the room you can teach them. And if people are interested, they'll they'll join you, and uh, you have a, a good class or even a discussion about whatever it is that the topic is. Okay. Um, okay. So it's it's um, whoever shows up gets to define what is on the, the schedule. Okay. Which is, is kind of neat. You know? And the other event you've said you've been to, your other first event, is mm-hmm. ShibariCon. ShibariCon, yeah. Which is probably a little bit different from a group. Yeah, yes. but I'm seeing a theme here. Gru, ShibariCon, um, uh, rope. Rope. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so how is ShibariCon different, and did you like it? Um, I loved ShibariCon. Mm-hmm. It, was, uh, it was amazing. Um, it's a lot larger. Um, and the, the schedule is set up so that there are... Um, 
you know, a, a multitude of classes, um, all of which are interesting, and you wish you could split yourself into two and go to two different classes at the same time. <laughs> right, right. Um, uh, it was, uh, you know, everything from beginner level to more advanced levels, and it was it was a lot of fun, and I met a lot of people, and that's the other thing I get out, out of going to events is meeting people that I would never meet right, otherwise. Right, and that's okay. what I was going to ask, because... Yeah. I know, Gru's a one-day event, right? Gru's a one-day, well, it's a one-day event. There's a meet-and-greet on the right. Friday night. The, the Gru right. is on Saturday, and then there's pancakes on Sunday right, morning. Right, right. If yeah. I remember correctly, Grey Dancer's famous cheap-ass cheap ass pancakes. Yep, okay. yep. Okay. And, and one of these times, I'm actually going to be there for the meet-and-greet, and I'm actually going to be there for the pancakes, because right. I haven't been able to make either one of those yet I've been okay I've had the one day to do it and I was like mm -hmm. so you say what you're getting out of what do you get out of events is meeting people meeting people um, watching people work mm -hmm. uh, learning from other people because everyone has a different style and a different way of, of approaching things and a different way to teach even teaching the same thing right but in a different way so you get to understand it a little bit different okay nice. yeah. and now so that is and you're fairly new to all this right yeah Yep. Okay, so that's what you get out of going to these events. Yep. Don, you've been around for a few 24-7s, <laughs> as they say. What do you get out of going to these events? Um, for me, I think it's the, um, I mean, I can do the one-day events, and I get a lot out of the one-day events, but I really love the weekend events. I love checking in on Friday, changing my mm, focus so that my focus is on the weekend. And, you know, the, the topic of the weekend, which is being our naughty, authentic selves. Mm -hmm. And, you know, coming across friends that we've met in different areas and making new friends. And so a lot about the people, a lot about the information given, and just, uh, just being able to be that side of myself 24-7 while I'm there. From okay. the time I come in on Friday to the time we leave on Sunday. So it's like a... It's like a different world because everybody's like there for the same reason. So there's this, um, I don't want to say sameness, but there's there's this thing that we all have in common. Mm -hmm. The sense of community, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, community is a good one. So, okay. Kurt, as a new, as somebody who's new to the lifestyle, would you mm -hmm. recommend? Was it is it scary for newcomers? Are newcomers pretty welcome, or do they like hold off to the side at these events? Um, they're incredibly welcome. I was I was thinking I would go in and just stand in the corner and watch, but I actually got in and, and met some people and talked with people and got involved. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited. Great. It was a lot of fun. I must say, if you ever go to one of our workshops, you don't get a chance to sit in the corner because Dan will be in the audience and pull you up for demo. Excellent. <laughs> if you have a question of the day, and we're just going to have to do this on the fly, there's a uh -huh. variety of ways to contact us. Oh, no. There is... Let me do it while I'm thinking of it. Okay. There is voicemail. Oh, good. Tell me you remember the number. 206-309-0054. Good. Kurt, how can they get a hold of us? Um, Dan and Dawn at eroticawakenings.com. Oh, that's nice. Oh, uh, I'm going to take uh, Facebook, Erotic Awakening, all one word. Uh, Twitter, Dan and Dawn. And? I know we have one more. We have two more. Fet Life is Erotic Awakening, and I think that's it. The contact form. Oh, the contact the form on the website. <laughs> so uh, a variety of ways you can get a hold of us and tell us what your question of the day is. Kurt, thanks for uh, helping us out with this thank one. You. Oh, thank you. It's been uh, been great. Back to food. Hi, my name is Sarah Sloan, and this week on 69 Seconds, we're going to talk about 
queer. The term queer is being used more and more, both inside and outside of the sex-positive communities. The problem with this is that sometimes it's being used as a term to describe bisexuality, when in reality the term queer is embraced as a lifestyle rather than simply as an orientation. People who identify as queer often include spiritual topics in that determination of who they are. They also will talk about queerness as a political perspective, as an attention towards being aware of all genders and sexual orientations and being inclusive of those. It's also often a way to talk about our privilege and the privilege that people experience just by virtue of their mostly straight orientation or by virtue of the color of their skin or their class or how they were raised. So when you hear the word queer, realize that it may not always be used with the same definition that you yourself think of. And feel free to ask more questions. What does queer mean to you? How do you feel about being queer? Is queer about who you sleep with, or is it about how you live? Again, Sarah Sloan with 69 Seconds. So, Dawn, one of the issues that we have with having a second show about swinging is we're not really swingers. No. So we were trying to come up with more stories last night, and uh, sad to say, I, I, I wasn't able to think of too many. <laughs> no, we've shot our load for swinging already for the most part. Although, I mean, certainly there's got to be more opportunities for field research. You know what I really love about interviewing swingers? What's that? They always say, come swing with us. Yes. Come join us. Come yes. join us at a party. And although they may not be saying, come fuck us, <laughs> they're still saying, come interact with us. Come be part of our swing organization or swing club or, or house swing right. party. Right, right. You know, so there's got to be plenty of opportunities for us to get a little more, as you like to call it, Field, field research. research. Yeah. So, well, I love the way they, like you said, open up their arms and say, here, come have another chance. <laughs> come have another chance. <laughs> nice. And one of the things I really enjoyed about our interview with uh, Mr. and Mrs. Swap Fu mm-hmm. is uh, I started off the conversation with Mr. Swap Fu because I mentioned their podcast a couple podcasts ago. Right, right. And he wrote and said, well, I thought you're you're not quite getting what we're trying to put across. Right, and kind of like you had brushed it off, or we had brushed mm-hmm. it off, or, or something like that. And his response was, you know, I, I want to tell you more about what I think. And our response to that is always, well, great, come on the podcast, we'd ha- love to chat with you, mm-hmm. and get your view and interpretation, right? Absolutely. Everybody's perception is going to be based on their own eyes. And mm-hmm. if you go to, and, and we've had this happen, where somebody goes to an event good friends of ours, for a matter of fact, now that I think about it, went to an event and said, oh, they were all stuck up and it was very closed-minded. We didn't have a good time. And we went to the same event a year later and said, well, we had the best time of our lives, Uh right? It just so happens you you show up and you get a perception. So it may well be that, you know, when we go to a swing club, we happen to be sitting around a cliquish type of people and you come away thinking, oh, those swing clubs are all cliquish. Right. Well, the reality is you can't go to any one event, any one swing club and say all swing clubs are like this. Exactly. So, and like you said, we're looking at it from different angles, different experiences, different nights, different places. So, you know, and all we can talk about is our experience. So, whereas that's what 
you know, the first person talked about, and now that's what Mr. and Mrs. Swap Fu are talking about as well. Mm-hmm. So, but I also liked during the conversation that we had with them, um, we talked about the differences of protocol in different communities. And I just liked how we were able to share, you know, the side that we come from, and then they were able to elaborate on some different stuff in the swing community. So that was beneficial to me. Tonight we are sitting with Mr. and Mrs. Swap Foo from the Swap Foo podcast. Hey guys, how are you doing? Great. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing really good. good. So far, so good. Good to so, hear. And not too long ago, we did a podcast about swinging, and we mentioned your podcast. And we were we've been a little bit spanked since then. We've uh, been told that we had a pretty one-sided view of swinging. And that's not to say that the person we interviewed was wrong, but that there, there were other views of swinging. And I think you guys would agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I just want to say thank you for having us on uh, first off. And yeah, no, I think that there are uh, definitely, um, you know, many, you know, categories, categories of swing or swingers. And there's lots of people who who might be out there who are doing things that are very swingery that they just may not even be aware that there's that they could fall under, you know, somewhere within the swinger continuum. So. Well, see, yeah, I didn't, absolutely. I didn't even know swingery was a word. <laughs> I think he just made that up. <laughs> no, no, I, I didn't make it up. I think that it was something that uh, Kidder Caper actually kind of pulled out of his hat during one of his Sex is Fun uh, oh. podcasts. He says, oh, people are a lot more swingery than, than people think. It's like, yeah, I think people really kind of are. <laughs> no. And certainly people, you know, everybody has had their own experiences and everyone's entitled to their opinion, you know, based on those experiences. So. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing, nothing against what that gentleman said, for, you know, as far as we're concerned. Right. Okay. And even the way we talk about swinging, we try to put that caveat in there that it's our experience. Mm-hmm. So, but that's why it's nice to hear other people's experiences, because obviously ours isn't the only one. Right. Our tagline is, uh, your marriage may vary. So. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. No, I, I actually, I, I listened to your podcast, and, and you guys have... Um, you guys do do the clubs a lot. Do you guys do the clubs more than house parties? We do. We started um, in the club scene and, you know, I've been invite, invited to house party parties since then, but it was a good kickoff for us to start with the club experience. And my understanding is that your experience with the clubs is pretty positive. Yeah, overall, I think that we've, uh, you know, we, we, we're not the most experienced couple out there. I mean, we've only been going to the clubs for about, has it been five months? Five, six months, something like that. Yeah. February. February. And there's only uh, the, the two kind of, in, or there's two in our area that we frequent. But yeah, generally in both, the experiences have been great mm-hmm. up to now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, uh, but generally, you know, another thing that we wanted to say is that, um, kind of tying into that, is that uh, Ms. Wapu and I, we, we were always kind of very social uh, clubby kind of persons, uh, mm-hmm. people before we, uh, before we even got into the lifestyle. So we customarily go out to, you know, bars and go dancing and that kind of stuff. So this, it was happy. a, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say lots of happy hours and, you know, nights out dancing and stuff like that. So it, that's why it was a, the club for us was a natural fit into the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Well, now for people that haven't been to one of these clubs, but I mean, I've been to a regular club, right? And I understand the concept you show up and there's a bar and there's a dance floor Maybe there's a pool table and you hang out and you dance and, and drink and all that kind of jazz. Is, so what's the difference between that kind of club and one of the swing clubs? Well, in the swing clubs, you can get away with a lot of things that you can't get away with in a regular club as far as, you know, losing the top on the dance floor and 
um, you know, action out, out on the floor in the open area, you know, guys and girls hooking up, making out and, you know, playing and lots of sexual activity, uh, you know, just in an open area. You'd never get away with that in a regular dance club. Otherwise it's a lot like a regular club. There's a, there's a, you know, there's a bar and there's a pool table and a dance floor and that kind of stuff as well. So, um, but uh, the only thing is that you have to bring in your own liquor. Okay. Or bring in your alcohol. And, and the clubs that we go to, because they are private private clubs. Private clubs, right, rather than actual bars. They're, they're I guess, social, they're social clubs, really. And, mm-hmm. you know, and then they don't, they don't get a liquor license. Everybody who works there is a volunteer. Um, they're all members of the, uh, of the club. Mm-hmm. And they work there as volunteers, at least in the ones that we've gone to. That's the case. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, well, they were just talking about the dance floor and the sex action that can happen around the dance floor. I just had this memory <laughs> of many years ago of giving you a blowjob by the dance floor. Mm-hmm. Was, that, was that at a regular club? That was at, nope, that was at a swing club. Okay. Yeah. See, I'm not sure I remember that. I'm not sure it was me you were sucking. Uh, we may have oh. again. <laughs> um, so, but, but that brings up a good point. So let's meet, let's say that I meet someone and um, we decide to get it on. Are, are we going to have to get it on on the dance floor or do we jump on the pool table or are there other options? Well, um, it all depends on the kind of club that, that you're that you're going to the, the ones that we go to are on premises as they call them, um, swinger clubs and, and on premises means that there is an area set aside or at least, you know, full nudity or sexual activity is allowed on, on the premises. Uh, other clubs, you can, all you can do is maybe get topless. I think is what they would usually say is that, you know, only toplessness is, a, is allowed and anything that extends beyond that or anything that involves an overt sex act will have to take place somewhere else. Um, but the clubs that we go to are on premises mm-hmm. so. and they have the, um, they'll have like a group area where, you know, like two couples or however many people you want to take back there can go. It's a big, huge bed that runs the whole length of a wall. And then they also have small private rooms. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So that's, that's what I was wondering about. <laughs> Cause that's what I seem to recall is that there, there are actual little mini bedrooms, mm-hmm. right? They have a, they have kind of a curtains as door as doors and the idea is that when the curtain is closed nobody else is invited um uh but if the curtain is open anybody else is anybody who's in in the area is free to watch it's free to watch yeah and they provide you know bowls full of condoms and they haven't i've asked them for lube and they haven't had it in the past which was kind of disappointing but anyway uh uh uh, you know they're well stocked and the one that we go to they provide with they provide you with towels and there's actually a place where you can clean up afterwards that has a shower and that kind of stuff so okay. it's a bring your own beer, bring your own lube. <laughs> right, right. Just to be on the safe side, and they don't they don't stock my brand of condoms either, so I have to Uh-oh. do that. <laughs> that does lead the question of uh, uh, Miss Swapfu. What what kind of condoms are we talking? The extra heavy large Trojans or the <laughs> the snug lamb wool? <laughs> I don't know. They come in a big golden pack. I'm not sure what they're. What are they called? They're um, they're Magnum XLs. Magnum XLs. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> well, he asked. <laughs> you were being very, you were, you were showing a lot of humility oh, by not whipping that out I in the very it. beginning and of the question. By, by the way, they were inexpensive at Amazon if anybody's, uh, <laughs> if anybody's is shopping for condoms, you can get a really good deal at Amazon. Yeah. Now, Mr. Swapfu, you had, and I had spoke a little bit about the difference between the BDSM and swinging. And I think that, 
As a matter of fact, there's a group on FetLife that I belong to that that's called Swinging is Not a Bad Word. And I think there is sometimes a little perceived animosity between the two cultures. And I think sometimes there really is some animosity between the two cultures. I think sometimes each one of us views the other as maybe not as safe as things could be. Maybe you have some insight on that. Sure. Um, you know, generally, uh, you know, among the sex positive community at large, there is, I, I don't, I don't want to call them divisions, but you know, among the sex positive community at large, there's different categories out there. I guess there's the people who do BDSM and then there's swingers and then there's the polyamorous and, um, I don't know, voyeurs or wherever you want to go after that. But you know, people like fall into these categories and I, I have a little bit of experience in BDSM uh, previous to swinging and, um, I don't know. I, I, I think that what, what the, the difference between the two groups is that I think that swingers tend to approach their relationships, you know, their relationships and the relationships um, to or their attitudes toward sharing sexually with other people um, as equals rather than, you know, exploring this power dynamic between uh, two people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think that obviously, you know, in any relationship, you will always have some kind of a power dynamic dynamic that is a, that's at play. Um, you know, however, there isn't an, you know an explicit you know dom sub type relationship, or um, and you know, or or if you're engaging with another couple, you're not engaging them in 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 a in a manner in a, in a manner that puts them in some kind of in some kind of a power dynamic or power play situation. But mindful of that, obviously, you know, there's people who are more charismatic than others. Um, I think that that does play play largely into swingers into swinging, in that you know, there's going to be people people who are more charismatic and people who are who are more retreating, perhaps. So, um, you know, you know that kind of power dynamic is at play. But it's more it's more of a it's more kind of an outgrowth of just normal social interaction, I think, rather than anything that's um, explicitly uh, prescribed, perhaps. Okay. Okay. So um, one of the questions that I have that I keep forgetting to ask people, though, is the whole concept of no means no. I know both environments, the swinging environment and the BDSM environment, um, have the policy of no means no. But it seems to be a little different in both of the communities. So like the BDSM community, it's more um, perceived that no is the given and you have to negotiate to get to the yes. Mm-hmm. And in the swing mm-hmm. community, it seems like yes is probably the possibility until you're told no. Does that make sense? Or is that what you see? Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to think of different experiences when I've said no. And I, mm-hmm. and I think, and I think I know what you're on, you're onto there. And I, you know, off the top of my head, I would tend to agree because one time, for example, we were in the group sex room and there was another couple not too far, just a few feet away from us that were, you know, having sex and they were kind of writhing around and eventually got close to us in our area. And the woman actually reached over and touched my breast. And I just kind of gently took her hand and moved it away and, you know, just said no. And so it was kind of a, you know, I'm going to do it and then get a no rather than, you know, asking or working to a yes. So I, I think that maybe you're, um, I think, you know, maybe you're onto something there that, that, you know, that could be so. Well, I think that, um, if I, you know, if I may add, if I'm, if I'm ever told no in a, in a swing situation, uh, I, I, yeah, I will re- I will take that to, to heart and, you know, maybe I will say like, okay, maybe, okay, not this time, right. Maybe not this time, maybe mm-hmm. on, a di- on a different night or a different play situation, things may change, but 
you know, it's just like I said, it's more of a, you know, it's it's more of a, um, it, it's not really something that you negotiate. I, I don't think we ever got into a negotiating situation Mm-mm. with another couple. Right, and that's why I think Dan and I say we're bad swingers because we come from the BDSM background. So we don't just reach out and touch someone when we're right. in the swing environment. Well, I'm too shy for that anyway. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, for us, you know, it was like, you know, as I'm walking through the club, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, engaging physically with, you know, you know, a dozen people every time I walk up to the bar to refill refill my ice bucket. You know, <laughs> honestly, you know, and it's and it's welcome generally because people who go to swinger bars seek out touch. Right. Uh, so, so okay. whereas the BDSM community, that's just a no no. <laughs> so there's mm-hmm. a difference. That's a that's a really big difference, actually. Mm-hmm. And it really, I think it, it's important that because there are a fair number of people that do walk in both worlds, mm-hmm. they just have to understand where they're at. Right, they have to, you know, be in that headspace. Right, right. What they're right. doing that day. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that, that's what I'm most, what I'm most curious about, and you know, what I was kind of interested to ask ask you guys is, you know, well, a when are you going to make it to one of our great gatherings, right? And, <laughs> and, and 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 you know, b, I you know, I'd really like to hear how you guys switch from one speed to the other, you know, because I know that I, I'm not sure how, I, I don't know how prevalent your, you know, your BDSM lifestyle is and your day-to-day living, mm-hmm. you know, but there is a, if you, if you, if you go into a swinger, a swinger situation in which there is a definite discrepancy in the, in the, in, in the authority that each of the, each member of the couple wields, it's apparent to all the other swingers and people will tend to shy away from you. So that's something yeah. to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you people that show more of a connectiveness do better. They yeah. do better because because couples in the swinging lifestyle want to be with other couples that are in a secure, comfortable relationship. You that, know, that's that, fun. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and that makes everybody more relaxed and and uh, comfortable with the people that they're hanging out with. Right, and see, and we're in a MS power exchange, so that's our normal way of interacting day to day so it took us a while when we went to um, swing clubs and house parties and such it took us a while to get into the groove of the the new set of protocols you know and the new set of rules mm-hmm. so and I'm sure we come across as uh, being very empowered as a couple we're very connected but I bet that um, power dynamic is still very apparent. I think it is. And, and what you're saying actually makes some kind of a light bulb go off over my head because still, when when Dawn and I go together, before Dawn runs off with someone, she'll seek me out and ask mm-hmm. my permission. Okay. And that again, that makes a lot of sense to me. I think that uh, one of the reasons that we don't particularly do well with swinging, well, we've, and we've talked about it a couple of different things on here, is... It's all in the approach, right? You got to have that mindset that I am in a different environment with a different set of protocols, and and to allow yourself to to be comfortable there, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I would imagine it would be difficult to switch back and forth. But do you think that you would find that difficult, you guys? We do uh, we find do it find difficult. It, yeah. yeah, and, mm-hmm. and that, like we've said before, we're we're no good at it. We're no good at swinging, and 
I don't know that it's from lack of desire or effort. But, <laughs> right. you know, we do a lot of effort. We try over and over again. <laughs> well, you know, something that I might suggest, and I mean, it all depends how comfortable you guys are in, with just frankly having sex with other people. But if there are, if there are, if there are people who are your peers, perhaps, mm-hmm. you know, if there are people who are your peers, you know, who are, you know, if, 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 you know, if you can find another, another dom and another sub, and then the, the two different groups can, or the two different uh, couples can get together, and then they participate as a couple uh, in in the lifestyle. That might work a little bit better because in that case you would be approaching each of those each you know each of that each of those those pairs as as equals, and then I think it would it would be. I don't know. Might, you might find some some success there. Sure, that makes as a good too. starting yeah. point. Yeah. So, though I would like to say we are very okay with having sex with us. <laughs> it's just that environment that it's a little tricky for us. Well, right. We're getting better. Yes, but but <laughs> I will I will be clearly you know I freely admit that you know in a swing environment I'm a less well it's just you and me and our four listeners listening <laughs> I'm less in a swing environment. I mean you know I'm going to run into. Uh, well, well, someone like Mr. Swap Foo is busting out the triple X Magnum condoms <laughs> so, so we contain his beefy member. Uh, uh, just, uh, just a normal it's size quite condom. Beefy. For- <laughs> uh, you know, it's just about honestly, it's just about it's just about having fun, and and you know, it, and that's and that's the thing is that my you know when I was engaged briefly in the in in with with the BDSM community here in my in my city, I just. I maybe I just didn't like I said like I'm not doing it anymore right because I maybe I just wasn't able to get into the right headspace or whatever about it because I just didn't feel like I was having a lot of fun and to me you know what's that knock off of work and you know I'm going to go and uh, carry on or whatever I want to have a lot of fun <laughs> so uh, but obviously I mean to you guys it really is you know it's I, I guess you just have to it's a matter of choosing your outlets you know and but you know from listening to your previous podcast I, the feeling that I got was that there are some there were some things that I guess you, Don, wanted to fulfill and there were kind of sort of, you know, sexual things, whether they're like positions or combinations and stuff like that, right? That that you were interested in fulfilling. Right. She has a list. Uh, I have a list. She has a list, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the, the the other concept is to go in is to go in and just have a hall pass, you know, <laughs> and go in go in as what they call a unicorn and just let it all hang out. And if you let people know what your punch list is, they're They'll be more happy to oblige, generally. So awesome. So yeah. now I did do some field research a couple of months ago, where I went to a swing club by myself. I had mm-hmm. a girlfriend in Indianapolis that took me to her swing club, and um, you know, if you're new and you show up there and you're a single female, you get hit on quite a bit. Right. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I got, got one more question for you guys, if you don't mind. Sure. Absolutely. If Don and I were brand new, and obviously not, but I'm sure we have a lot of listeners that have never tried swinging and they've been listening to this and saying, well, maybe we're going to give it a try. What would you recommend for people that are new to swinging? How do you get started? Well, I, you know, there are several really good resources online that I would encourage them to read. And, of course, I should have gotten my list of those things, uh, but I'll, I'll gladly provide them to you for your show notes. Okay. Uh, but uh, there are some online guides on, uh, you know, kind of the – the A's, B's, and C's of swinging that they could consult. Um, another thing, what I, what I would do is try to make a connection with one other couple in the lifestyle, maybe through a dating site, 
um, and try to arrange a meet and greet. So just so you can sit down with no obligation for sex or whatever and just sit down and talk to them about what it is that, you know, what it is that they're getting out of the lifestyle, you know, whether it is that, whether or not they like it or so on and so forth. And then with the intention of attending a club with that other couple. And not to say that they, they can't go to a club on their own, because we did. Um, Ms. Wapu and I went to our local club um, together alone for the first time, not knowing anybody there. And the staff was absolutely incredible. They were so accommodating. Like I said, they're all volunteers and they're all members of the club. So we got a great tour of the facilities. You know, we felt completely at ease with them. Again, you know, maybe we're more outgoing than most, but, you know, we sat at the bar, um, just hung out and talked to people and just kind of watched what was going on. And honestly, you know, if you've done anything that is in any way uh, deviantly sexual, uh, nothing that goes on at the swing, you know, the swing club on any given night, especially in the bar area, is going to freak you out. It's just going to be fairly vanilla. The only thing that you're going to see is you're going to see people not, not you know, engaging with people other than their spouses. So if that puts you off. That's you know, something that that may disturb you a little bit. Well, the, the little girl working behind the bar did get naked, and that happened pretty. Yeah. Pretty early in the evening. Yeah, she bartended nude for about half the night, uh, which was nice. But I, I would suggest going with, um, go, you know, going with an open mind and be willing to reach out because what we found is the clubs they may seem clickish if you're kind of on the sidelines looking in, mm-hmm. but but I think what it is is that a lot of these people attend the attend the club every weekend. They have their you know the people they've met over the years. They know these people really well. So, you know, and when new people come, it's like they, you know, the people that are there don't know what your intentions are, what your comfort levels are. So if you walk up and start reaching out to people and just shaking hands and exchanging names, you'll find everybody you meet is really nice and welcoming, very much so. Or the other option is, and we've heard this from several couples actually, is that they went there the first couple nights and they didn't talk to a single person. They just took the whole thing in. In fact, and then they've eventually kind of, Worked, worked their way to talking to everybody in the club. Um, and, and what you'll find is even to this day when, when Ms. Wapu and I go to the club, we'll take some time when we first get there just to kind of get our bearings and take a couple breaths and find out, you know, figure out what it is that we're going to do for the evening before we start engaging people. Mm-hmm. And we always set aside a couple times during the night where we just walk the club and, you know, try to see, you know, new faces and shake hands and introduce ourselves and, so, yeah, we have our little activities at the club that we yeah. do. Yeah. And, and not to be intimidating, not everybody there, are, not everybody there is Ken and Barbie, as they say. There's all kinds of people at the clubs. Um, you know, uh, I, 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 I happen to think that Miss Wapu is the most beautiful woman in the world. And, and, and she, she is comfortable going anywhere, anywhere on this planet. Uh, you know, however, there's always, you know, there's always going to be somebody out there who, who are who are absolutely dedicated to the way that they look and then there's going to be people out there who you know probably aren't but at the same time there's a, there's room there for everybody there's room there for all ages provided you're of age um you know to you know to have fun i just encourage i just encourage everybody to give it a shot very cool awesome all right well now uh, tell me again about your podcast where can people find that Sure. Uh, it's the Swap Food Podcast, and we're listed on iTunes. We're also uh, listed on Podcast Alley. Um, you can find us, or you can link to our podcast through our website, which is swapfood.blogspot.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter as well, at Swap Food. 
and we're on several of the swinger dating sites or a couple of them actually and you know you can feel free to uh, look for us at the top ones of those um, and if anybody wants to ask me a question or ask me or Miss Swapfu a question we're at we're swapfu at gmail.com um, yeah by all means please drop us a line very cool well very much appreciated guys and appreciate you giving us an opportunity to uh, take a different look at swinging and um I don't know. I, I think that maybe Don and I need to go practice a little bit. So I'm going to go find me some of that e- extra triple large gold box. <laughs> practice makes <laughs> perfect. <laughs> nice. Thanks again, guys. Thank you. Thank you. This was fun. Coming up next week. Questions and answers. Four. Get those questions in. Bye, Dan. Bye, Don. Sarah Sloan appears on Erotic Awakening courtesy of Love You Parties. Find out more about Love You Parties and Sarah Sloan at www.sarahsloan.net. Music heard on Erotic Awakening, Free by White Knight, Strawberry Jam by Jerry Bradley, and Wanda by 31D1 is provided from the Podshow Podsafe Network. More information can be found at music.podshow.com.